Welcome to Design Lessons, the podcast where we design our teaching days to be fulfilling for us and irresistible to our students. I'm Dr. Michelle Schmidt-Moore, and instructional design is my superpower. Each episode, we will take actionable steps to create great teaching days. We'll focus on mindset, real-world opportunities, and critical and creative thinking for us and our students. So, whether you're on your commute to school, walking your dog, or doing the dishes, let's start designing. Hey, designers. We get to talk to Dr. Angela Draper today. Some of you might know her as the virtual principal. Angela shares with us how she's navigating the pandemic as a principal. In addition, she shares how she started her podcast and is now going on to host a virtual summit called the Lead Her Mentor Boutique. Now, my presentation at her summit is called Uncover the Leader in You. This is your story. I've left a link in the show notes for you to buy a ticket for the summit, which will take place April 12th through 16th. Now, what I love about this conversation with Angela is that she talks about the fear that she had when starting her passion project and how she overcame it and how it's led to other opportunities for her. Also, listen out for her mission and how it shows up for her students and teachers in her school. This is her story. Well, let's give a warm welcome to Dr. Angela Draper to Design Lessons. Hello, Angela. Hello. How are you doing today? Wonderful. I'm so glad you're here at Design Lessons. We cannot wait. I cannot wait for sure. Um, really to hear about um, about your journey and, and how you came in to be into education. Um, and we're obviously talk about your passion project. All right. Well, I actually had no intentions on being in education. I actually come from a family of educators. My mom was a teacher. My grandfather was a principal. My grandmother, special education teacher, TA, actually. Um, I have an aunt who's an English teacher, another aunt who was a district-level administrator for elementary school, another one that's a high school English teacher. So my life is full of educators, and I had no intentions of doing that because since I was able to read and write, I've been grading papers. And so (laughs) I was like, I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing this. So um, I actually have degrees in other areas. I had um, pursued public health. And in the middle of the recession, um, when I graduated from college, there really wasn't any jobs. And so I took a substitute teacher job um, at a middle school. And it was just, you know, something to fill the gap until I could get a job. Mm -hmm. And uh, the principal at one of the schools uh, was really, like, adamant that I pursue this. He actually wound up hiring me for a long-term position uh, for the remainder of a school year um, at his school. And then that summer when I was starting to put my flyers in mailboxes for substitute teaching the next year, they um, pulled me in the office and said, hey, what are you doing this year? And I'm like, subbing. And they're like, no, you're not. You're teaching. And so uh, I sort of kind of had to go to HR at that moment. And within two to three days, we were actually school starting. So he was literally trying to fill a position. And um, I literally had to get my whole classroom together in two to three days and start teaching. So I came into teaching and then I went into um, no Child Left Behind, and I was a program specialist for them. I was a parent involvement uh, specialist. 
I then um, started pursuing my um, master's degree. I went through a program that allowed me to get um, my licensure through lateral entry. And um, then I actually became um, interested in doing other work and I started my doctoral work. At that point, after I finished, I became a literacy coach and then a dean of instruction and then currently a principal. But um, I started my principal um, path in New York, in Syracuse, New York. And uh, then I took a two-year sabbatical because um, my husband um, is formal Navy and we moved to Spain. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time there and I actually got to teach for a year in Spain. And then I decided that I really wanted to go back into leadership and um, I moved to North Carolina and here I am now. Oh, that's really, really wonderful. And I find that, you know, we all know with the pandemic and we've all moved into virtual schooling or hybrid schooling. And I'm sort of really curious about sort of how becoming a principal of a school that probably had some virtual going on, some online, some hybrid, you know, how did that affect you? And and what are some of the things that sort of made you start developing? I know you're the host of the virtual principal podcast. What made you go into um, developing that podcast? I was having a conversation with another girlfriend of mine who does virtual events for a living. And we were just talking one day, just catching up. And she was telling me how stressed out she was because of the, you know, she has uh, four kids and, uh, you know, three of them are on school online and she's mm-hmm. trying to do her business and, you know, all the parents are stressed out. And I'm talking about how all the teachers are stressed out and how the administrators are stressed out. And, you know, we were like, what can we do to alleviate this issue? And so she um, came up with the idea to do a conference online for parents and teachers Mm -hmm. to bring resources and experts to the table for people to be able to benefit from. And um, the first thought we had was that, okay, I can present, you know, something that I've been learning. I didn't know what I was going to present, but I was going to present something. And then she said, okay, well, who's going to host this event? And um, I was like, well, you know, playing around, I was like, well, I can. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'd be like your virtual principal. And it just sort of kind of stuck. And it went from there. And um, an Instagram account was created. And so I started sharing how I was preparing for the school year um, in a virtual setting, um, not knowing what was going on. So I started sharing those things and how to lead when you don't know what's happening. Um, and that's when that started. And I'd always played around with the idea of starting a podcast. And I was talking to a different girlfriend of mine and I was talking <laughs> to her how um, things weren't sort of kind of lining up for me. I didn't have a microphone. I didn't have um, um, a MacBook. My MacBook that I had was old and it decided to die. And mm-hmm. the microphone that I did buy that had the USB port, you know, didn't work with the Chromebook that I had. And because <laughs> the Chromebooks don't have like inputs except for the power cord, right? And so then that became an issue. And I was like, forget it. I'm not doing this podcast thing because I want to do it right. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And then I didn't have the editing software. And it was just a mess. And I was like, you know, she was like, Angela, done is better than perfect. And yeah. she reminded me, you know, and you would have heard that of a lot too, because we both experienced a lot of business courses together. And um, I was, she reminded me of that. And I was like, okay, well, I could use Anchor, which if you're not familiar with Anchor, um, everyone, it's, a, it's an app that you can use on your phone to create a podcast. And um, 
I was like, no, I really don't want to do it on my phone. I mean, is it going to turn out well? Is it going to be like shoddy? You know, is it going to sound like crap? Like what, what is it going to look like? And so I kept on reminding myself done is better than perfect. And I just said, you know what, let's just do it. So I got on my phone, I downloaded the app. I made an intro. It literally walked me through everything. <laughs> um, I did the intro and I, I wrote it out and I wrote the, the um, outro out. And then I recorded my first episode. And the funny thing is the virtual principal wasn't the name of my podcast originally. Mm. It was actually called The Spaces Between. And my thought process at the time was to talk about all the spaces that are in between in education that we really don't get to talk about. Yeah. Um, in the spaces that, you know, creating safe spaces for students to learn, creating, you know, safe spaces for teachers and all that type of stuff. So, you know, um, but it became hard for me to create a season, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, the virtual principal, it was like the name of my Instagram account. And so I was like, you know, why don't I try to do this? Why don't I focus on what I've been focusing on and talk to leaders? Because that's what I do. I talk to Mm -hmm. leaders. And um, and school leaders, and I help them navigate this virtual space, and not even just a virtual space because I'm actually in a virtual space and a face-to-face space, and both require a different type of leadership skills that you have to uh, develop over time. So um, I really started focusing on that. So the first season of the podcast was really me reflecting a lot um, on what I was doing and grabbing other people from other walks. I had a teacher on um, who was also experiencing the pandemic. And not only was she experiencing it as a teacher, but also as a parent and what that meant for her and her family and her son and how they adapted. So I just talked a lot about what was going on in the moment. And um, I learned a lot from that season, you know, Um, and now we're in season two. What do you feel like you've learned as a result of going through the process of developing your own podcast or developing Mm. this project that is something of interest that is of interest to you that clearly you spend time on? Right. Um, So I feel like I have learned, I have actually not more or less learned, but found, found my voice in a sense, my uh, professional voice and, um, how I want to show up for my students and my teachers and for the professional community at large. Um, And I learned that, yes, indeed, I can do hard things. And um, I actually was talking to my cousin about the um, implementation of the podcast and what it took for me to do that and get past um, my fear, you know, of not doing it right. And, you know, you have to remember how it was when you first started to learn how to drive a car right? Mm -hmm. So you're like super, super nervous. You're scared. You're thinking that there's never going to be a time in your life where you're going to take your hands off the wheel because you're like, I I have to have both hands on the wheel at 10 and two, and it's never going to change. But as you get comfortable with it, um, you become more at ease with it. You take one hand off the steering wheel, you drive with one hand, then you start turning the stations and then you start eating a hamburger on the road (laughs) because you've gotten so comfortable with that tool. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like the same thing with the podcast. I got so comfortable um, doing the podcast. I found my rhythm, my voice. 
um, and it was it became easier. So I didn't mind trying new things like using a different platform. So since then, I have actually moved away from Anchor and I've moved to Buzzsprout. Mm-hmm. which is a, a more technical platform that requires me to upload things and, you know, do um, some fancy work here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the editing is a little bit more required because I wanted to be different, but I became more comfortable in, in my skill set and then branching out to something different in order to increase or enhance the podcast itself. So, you know, it becomes something that you just over time, you just have to learn how to be comfortable. So I know that you started a a new series. So you said Mm -hmm. your first series was really about, you know, kind of sharing your thoughts and um, how you were navigating, um, well, our virtual world in some respects and how you were leading and sharing that. And this new series that you started, the Lead Her series, Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so the Lead Her series actually came about um, in November, November, December-ish, um, whenever the election results were finally, like, the Electoral College was like, okay, we're calling it, right? Um, and Kamala Harris became the first vice president candidate in, in, in history, female vice president. And it was um, something that was phenomenal. It was history making. And the song that she came out to was Mary J. Blige's Work It. And that song, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it it's a it speaks to a lot about what I've experienced as a school leader, um, being a Black female, um, as a school leader of color, um, and having to have that courage to do those things that you need to do um, to lead your school. And it got me to thinking, you know, um, there are so many other women out there that have had amazing leadership stories that are never lifted. Their voices aren't lifted. Their presence is lifted. And so it seems as if we are not there, but we are. And so um, the series that I'm doing now, um, I am highlighting um, female leaders, leaders of color um, in schools, and not necessarily just principals, but classroom leaders and coaches and um, consultants, you know, lifting those voices and saying, hey, yeah, we're here too. And you can learn a lot from us too. And so that series has been um, so fun to do. I've met so many amazing leaders throughout this process, including Michelle. She is also in the <laughs> series, which I'm so excited about, um, that it is it has developed, it has bloomed. And so I can't wait to take the next step with this. I can see, I get, I'm starting to get um, direct messages on my Instagram on, you know, oh, I'm listening to this. Hey, this is what I do. And I'm so excited about your podcast and thank you. And I'm getting those type of messages in my um, DMs. And I'm so excited that people are learning and that I'm seeing the impact that they're getting from that. Oh, definitely. I've been listening to your podcast and it is so enlightening, all the different um, sort of leadership qualities that people have and all of the different ways in which they are sort of sharing their knowledge and sharing their passion and what they're really, really interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot on this podcast about um, knowing your why. Um, we call it knowing your heart. And I was, I, I, it shines through actually when you talk about the lead her story, but I would, I'm curious how you would characterize your why for sort of exploring um, your podcast and exploring this series. 
So when I think to my why, it's my mission statement, and it's actually embedded in the podcast. Um, And I always say lead with courage and love. And I say that because it takes courage to make decisions that some people don't want to make um, when it comes to children. Um, Sometimes you may, and for me, it's making decisions that are in the best interest of children. And even though I am an educator, a teacher at heart, it's always for me about the kids at the end of the day. And I try my best to help teachers um, see that, that it's not about that I don't like teachers or that I don't care about teachers. I love my teachers. I actually take really good care of my teachers, at least I feel like I do. And um, But when it comes to to making a decision at the end of the day, it's going to be about kids and I may not be well liked for it, but that's what I need to do. But I also know that my, my actions and my decisions come from a place of love Mm -hmm. and I love people (laughs) regardless. And one thing that um, I started saying to my students when I first got here in my morning announcements is that I love you and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And the reason why I say that is because I don't know if they've heard that that day or if they will hear that somebody loves them that day. And if they don't hear it from anybody else, they need to hear it from me, you know, somebody who's in charge of their education. And so it actually has caught on almost as a catchphrase at the school. It Mm -hmm. has um, become part of our morning show. Um, They say it every day at the end of our morning show. The students say it, um, you know, to each other, to staff, you know, they know that, you know, that is a a greeting and a way of endearment in the building. It's part of our school culture now. Mm -hmm. So I truly believe that when you lead with courage and love and you know that you stand in your convictions and you do it from a place of love, you're going to do great. Oh, absolutely. I love that you're, like you said, your whole community, um, kids, students, I mean, kids, obviously, are students, teachers, that that's how they greet each other. I mean, how heartwarming and, and inclusive is that? Mm-hmm. So I was curious, um, who's inspiring you right now? Oh, well, our good friend, Erica Terry, mm-hmm. <laughs> she <laughs> is always on 10. Um, with an idea, um, and she moves, you know, she's a, she's an action taker. She's a risk taker. Mm -hmm. And I just, um, I I adore that about her. Um, it inspires me to, um, pick up everything I'm doing and keep on running with my passion project. Um, of course, former first lady, Michelle Obama, or forever first lady, (laughs) Michelle Obama, um, that outfit, Style wise, she yes. knocked out the park at the inauguration. Mm-hmm. And the other person, the last person who's like super inspiring me is Amanda Gorman. Yes. Um, I I love and adore everything about her. Um, I actually um played her poem in our faculty meeting recently mm-hmm. and reminded them she's only 22 years old. Yes. And she's recently out of public school system. Like it's not that long ago she was in the public schools. And imagine what her teachers are saying, you know, Mm -hmm. imagine that you have the Amanda Gormans of the future in your classroom Um, because they're there, they're there. And, you know, what would you say? How would you feel if that was your student on stage? You know, so, um, you know, treat every student as if they're an Amanda Gorman in the making. 
Yeah. And I have a student who I absolutely feel like will either follow, like I thought about the inauguration and right after it, I emailed her and said, did you see her poem? Because um, she is a a young lady who I know is going to be president one day Mm -hmm. and who also like outside of the, obviously our assigned work, will Ill has been writing poems mm. um, so I was so excited for her to see her so that she was able to see herself because I think representation matters so much mm. so if yes. our community wants to connect with you how can they find you so they can find me um, on Instagram at the virtual principal um, you can also find me on all major platforms podcasting platforms and the show is called the virtual principal podcast and you can also visit me on my website at drangelodraper.com. And um, you can also join my text community. And you can text me at 336-444-6855. And just text the word podcast and you will have direct access to me to ask me questions about anything. My community is fun. We do giveaways. We do challenges. So if you want to join me there on my community, again, the number is 336-444-6855 and just text the word podcast. Wonderful. And we'll put all that in the show notes as well. It was so wonderful to talk to you, Angela. Thank you so so much. Thank you so much for stopping by Design Lessons. Thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed it. It was so wonderful having Dr. Draper visit with us on the show. Attend her Lead Her Mentor Boutique, and I'll see you there. The link for a ticket is in the show notes. Until next time, designers. This is a more creative learning production hosted by Michelle Schmidt-Moore and edited by Christian Schmidt. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.